Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Need More Info, a podcast exploring the worlds of movies, video games, and TV shows. I'm your host, Nate, and today I'm joined by hosts, Fergus and James. So, I hope everyone had a great weekend. You know, obviously, uh, we're recording this on Tuesday, uh, but, you know, it's maybe a great week out there for you. Hope you've, Hopefully, the weather's cleared up in the UK, but obviously, with true British uh, stylings, it is very grey. Uh, this week it seems with a lot with rain impending, so spring has arrived for the UK. Yay, yay! Uh, but yes, so obviously you know if you're joining us from last week when we returned for our new episode, we decided to deal with properties and adaptations and remakes that disappointed us. And uh, honestly, it was uh, it was quite hilarious to be honest. But yes, but I don't know, like with these sorts of properties you get the good and the bad and you you you, you want to see where you're going to go and obviously this week we are going to get into properties we'd like to see turn into video games but these are properties that can be already have had a video game out there maybe it's a property that we wanted to see in a certain genre seen in a certain way it could be you know could be very interesting to see how we go there i'm just, i'm definitely wondering well, i've heard from someone here that there might be a few outliers so this could be quite interesting to be honest but before we get into that, and before we get into the news, how are you guys doing today? Hello. Uh, thanks for having me once again. I'm good. It's um, I've been going outside this week. <laughs> the, weather has, the weather has cleared up, so I've been absorbing sunlight. <laughs> that is my uh, you've news. been photosynthesizing. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah, I've been pretty much the same for me. I mean, it's been a nice weekend, you know, out and about, drinking down at pubs. It's... Uh, been great. I like the fact that people joke that they photosynthesize, but we do need vitamin D to actually live well. So, yeah, that's actually quite funny to us. So, I guess we do kind of photosynthesize to some degree. Yeah, well, it's very cheap to buy. That is also true if you just want to stay inside and take a tablet. And uh, yeah, James has literally just poured up a bottle of vitamin D tablets. And I mean, definitely during COVID, I love the fact that uh, Dr. Mai went, Yeah, you need to see the sun or you need to get some tablets. And we need to put you on some tablets because you have like very very low vitamin d and i'm like yay great that's why i'm tired i think everyone does everyone in like basically everyone who doesn't live on the equator uh is chronically low in vitamin d so even if you go outside like chug that vitamin d oh yeah no most definitely most most definitely uh but yeah no it was uh it was definitely been an interesting week uh lot, lots of games played lots of walks had lots of spring cleaning rubbish thrown away and very tired at the weekend and then filling my social quota and then i was just playing elden ring pretty much the rest of the weekend i've yes i'm sure jordan will really like that he uh he will love the fact i'm just playing that game but yes people uh obviously you know we've had some interesting weeks uh we've had uh, with all these topics and everything we were doing but as you know before we get into the topics we like to get into the news so starting off with the news in the uh movie field it seems that we are getting a live-action Voltron movie. Now, I'm actually quite a big Voltron fan, not because of, like, you know, the 80s cartoon, um, but because of the Netflix TV show. Uh, it was actually really good, like, really good. I highly recommend watching if you didn't. There was eight seasons of Voltron on Netflix. Turns out Netflix will, like, just do a ton of episodes, and they had a beginning and an end. It was really good. Um, I highly recommend it, people. But it seems that... Warner Brothers, Universal, and Amazon are among six or seven studios currently uh, and streamers currently bidding for the chance to have Voltron as a live-action movie. But it seems that Netflix is not in the running for this. This is coming from IGN. I've completely missed Voltron. I have literally no idea what it is. Uh, what is Voltron? It's about uh, human kids finding uh, robot lions on Earth, um, or, well, one of them on Earth, initially, that's how I saw it. And then it's sort of like Power Rangers to a degree, like, you know, because obviously these kids find these robots and then they can form into one mega kaiju machine robot, uh, which is Voltron, uh, basically. But all the robots that are like the parts are lions. They're the, they're the lions and each lion has a special ability and yeah it was it was just really and obviously they're defending the galaxy and the universe from like you know evil people it's very has a sort of interesting plot device there are some interesting narratives with certain characters and their heritage like their genetics was actually quite cool and it was it was actually really nice to just see a show just be a 
just be different to be honest um but yeah that is the um that is the show and obviously netflix has definitely been on track quite well with animated tv shows i think it's actually been doing a lot better in recent years i'm definitely looking forward to seeing where it goes here um so it seems that uh it is being written by red notices uh rawson marshall thuber uh who's a who co- who is a co-writer and is in uh is in process to direct it so yes Wonder who will have it. I'm betting it will either be Warner Brothers or Amazon. Or it'd be interesting if Paramount Plus just comes in and, you know, just comes out of nowhere because they're trying to, you know, buff up their their streaming content at the moment. So, yes, yeah, so let's go on to the next topic, people. The next topic. And it seems if you are British and you watched a lot of movies growing up, especially comedy films, you would have not missed the comedy movie The Full Monty. It is a film released in 1997. It was about a group of men, uh, six unemployed men, um, who decide to form a male striptease act uh, to raise uh, money uh, to, you know, just being able to raise money to survive and to live and also for the main character to be able to see his son. Uh, It did very well at the uh, box office. I was quite shocked by this. Um, So it was made for $3.5 million dollars. Which I could cut if you look at the film now, you can definitely tell it was made for that budget. But it made, according to Wikipedia, $258 million. That is insane, people. Insane. And it was adapted into a musical in 2000 and 2013. And um, it was nominated at the Academy Awards for Best Picture, Best Director, Best Original Screenplay, and Best Original Musical or Score, winning the last one. So that's a pretty interesting indeed. Pretty interesting indeed. So is this a remake or is this uh, where are they now? Is the original cast coming back? Um, it's, no, it's, it's coming back now. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, 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 it's a full-on sequel. It is a full-on sequel. It is hilarious. Like, honestly, just absolutely hilarious. <laughs> I... I, I don't know, to be honest. It, it, it's interesting how this plays out. I'm, so from go, going from uh, BBC, uh, it seems that uh, I did have the news article up. I accidentally went off of it. Um, it seems that, uh, yeah, it is going to be a, um, a direct sequel from the original. Um, and it's going to be on Disney+. Plus. I do have some comments about this. Disney+, Plus seem to be getting a lot more comfortable with the less family-friendly show. Uh, especially when nudity is involved. <laughs> I mean, they are they are, they have put the Netflix, you know, Marvel shows in there now, and I think they have just put like a adult warning on it, basically, or the adult warning isn't. I don't, I haven't checked out specifically, uh, but yeah, no. Um, I'm kind of glad Disney are doing this because I think it's paving way. Like they've they've because people can't just like Disney isn't just Disney; it encompasses a ton of different like areas, you know, and if we're going to be getting Deadpool, which is supposedly R-rated still, from what I've heard, from what we people have read, mm. then you can't not have it as as R-rated. Because I know they tried to do the the kidified version, like you know the the PG version, yeah. and uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it just didn't work. I love the fact that um, Fred Savage was in there, like uh, Princess Bride. I thought that was hilarious, but um, yeah, it just doesn't work. But yeah, no, I'm. A lot of the main cast is coming back. Uh, Robert Carlyle, Mark Addy, uh, Tom Wilkinson. Uh, obviously, um, Robert Carlyle, very famous actor. Mark Addy, uh, more more famously known for maybe people across the pond for Game of Thrones, uh, for Robert Baratheon. Um, he's been in a ton of properties, though. And uh, yeah, it seems like a ton of the original cast are coming back for it, which will be really fun to see. So yes, uh, that was really interesting indeed. Hopping over to video games, though, it seems, James, that... Um, as we, I believe we may have spoke last week, but we are getting another Witcher game. But it seems that uh, it turns out that it is a Lynx. Yeah, score of deodorant. Yes, yes, it would be a Link. Yes, Lynx Ice. That's what it would be uh, for, for the ice <laughs> attacks. Uh, but no, it's interesting because wasn't the Lynx fan fiction originally, if I'm correct? It's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not part of current, certainly. Yeah, so obviously, you know, one, people are wondering, is this going to be Siri? Is it going to be like maybe... Because funny enough, Chase, I love the fact that last week you spoke about that thing you read up about the possible, you know, game. It could be like a character-created Witcher in, in a new thing. Maybe it's after um, 
I would love. Like, because I said this last week, I would love a prequel. I'd love it to be set, you know, right at the start of the um, witch, uh, of, of like the witch schools. I think that'd be because then there's so much stuff that um, you could invent and create. I mean, and it would be, and to be fair, way more monsters and way more events. You could do the whole kind of, you know, um, war between the elves and elves and um, humankind, depending on how far back you said it. But I, I need to check my history to be fair on on sure. But I think a prequel would be very, very fertile grounds. That's my personal preference. So I think the end of the whole, I think the end of the franchise really well with Richard Frey and Bud and Wine. So my personal preference would be a prequel, but see what they do. So it definitely won't be more Geralt then? No, I think I think they've confirmed it won't be Geralt. Mm. Yeah. Which I'm, I'm ho- or I don't know if it's been confirmed, but I'm hoping, I'm hoping it isn't. So purely, but that's purely because CD Projekt Red ended his story so well I don't want to see it you know extended needlessly and yeah I think that's the best way to go I'm hoping so I'm hoping for a sequel because uh, that way you know obviously you know I guess the witch has got like hundreds and hundreds and maybe a thousand years for like you know all this all this to take place but obviously with the prequel Netflix series coming out I'm wondering could they link it to that more because obviously you've got the proto witcher as they're saying in that in that Netflix show, so maybe there could be something there. But obviously, you know, they had the previous schools, so obviously, you know, the school of the the multiple schools. Um, but if this one, um, you know, isn't based in the books, wouldn't that mean either it's a lost school or I don't know, a sequel school? I mean, well, I was going to say exactly that. I was thinking that as well. So yeah, I think it was, it was based upon what we know what it is, but it's a no. In completely new school. Either it will be a prequel, where we may have had more scores than one from have gone extinct, or maybe Siri founds a new witch school afterwards, because it would have to be a completely new school, which would be difficult to do since witches are basically becoming extinct and nobody knows how to create new witches. So actually, thinking about it here, that kind of leads, leads more credence to it being a prequel, and which I suppose I would love to see. So it does say here that uh, basically, uh, this is uh, from Eurogamer people, the only place it does exist, as as, uh, Victoria, um, I believe one of the um, writers explains, is um, it was in fan fiction, it was posted on the uh, Witcher fandom wiki, is the story dreamt up was that the Witcher Lambert and sorceress Kira met, journeyed south after the events of the Witcher 3, and eventually joined and reformed the Cat School as the Link School. So they could have changed it. Maybe, yeah. Could it be be something? Yeah, I mean, been... Maybe maybe I've done that, but I'm firm to do what I like. Do do James's yeah. way. That's, no, no, no. that's what it is. <laughs> I, I, I full faith in whatever CD Projekt Red does because yeah. So we'll see what they come up with. Excellent people. Excellent. Right. Shifting over to the next topic, which is kind of the, one of the biggest ones actually. I was kind of I'm kind of glad this happened today. So it seems that PlayStation has revealed their new game subscription service and it turns out it's not going to be called playstation spartacus or project spartacus it's just playstation plus still but they've decided to roll play uh, ps now into playstation plus and they've created a tiered system so basically it's been revealed today which uh, this will be coming out in june uh, initially in japan i believe and then it'll be rolling out further across the world uh, so there'll be three tiers there will be playstation plus essential which is essentially the same we have now uh, basically, uh, no extra current charges. Uh, you get two monthly downloadable games, discounts, uh, save game, cloud storage, access to multiplayer games for most features. Then there is the PlayStation Plus Extra. Uh, this is the extra tier where basically you will get all the essential benefits from the essential tier, as well as a catalog of 405 to 400 PS4 and PS5 games that can be downloaded at any time you're a member. It includes third party, first party and third party games, but... They have specified that this is the interesting part. It's not going to be like Game Pass because it's not going to include day one titles. Now, I'm wondering, because the pricing here is interesting, because in the US, it's going to cost $14, $15 a month, uh, yearly $100. In the UK, it'll be $10.99 monthly, and uh, it will be uh, $83.99 yearly. Uh, no one's ushering in price at the time. And then we have PlayStation Press Premium, it includes all the essential and extra benefits and adds 340 additional games, including PS1, PS2, PSP for streaming and download. The one concern I have is that the PlayStation 3 games can only be streamed still. They can't be downloaded. So, But streaming can be carried on PS4, PS5 and PC. 
And also, uh, p- premium members will receive time-limited trials of some games. This will cost $18 in America, uh, $120 y- yearly, or $13.49 monthly in the UK, or $99 or £100 or $99.99 uh, yearly. So my initial thoughts on this is um, I like the I like I love the idea of uh, you know having a huge back catalogue of games you know because sometimes you know you you want you want to play these games they're shorter games but you can't afford them so having this having this fear is good and it's the similar it is the similar approach to Game Pass and all these things coming out like Ubisoft Plus and EA Origin and all these games the one thing sorry the one thing that Sony's doing though is it's not giving you day one titles like every other subscription service. Now, I do understand both sides of the coin here, but I believe Fergus has a point here, and I believe I'm going to let Fergus hop in. I do think this might be its downfall, you know, not giving the day one titles on day one as part of the subscription. Because you freeze that, well, <clears throat> people are, 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 are people going to buy the day one titles at what is now £70 for playstation 5 titles and then maybe a month two months down the line have that game appear on their subscription service so are people going to stop buying day one titles in favor of just holding off for a couple of months robbing them of a lot of money potentially so i think yes and i think yes and no in this regard i think some people who can't afford the games on day one it will be, you know, an issue. People can't afford, you know, because there are some games like, you know, Horizon and Elden Ring, for example, they come out within weeks of each other. And you, some people will have to decide, because, you know, £70 is a lot of money. And, you know, and if you want the ultimate version, you could be looking at over £100 for some games, of course. And I think maybe if there's, a like, at least six months, maybe, like, six months, you know, you wait and everything. But you are going to have a ton of people who are going to want to play there their God of Wars and their, you know, their Grand Theft Autos if it comes on their, you know, PlayStation initially or, um, you know, Horizon, you know, all these big Sony games that are coming out. I think people are going to want to play them day one. Sony is known as well for being the really good for like their single player video games and like their, their good content video games. And I think that is their driving force still. Now, obviously, um, it's not to say like down the line, possibly that could change like, you know, day one titles down the line but also microsoft has a ton more like you know it's a it's a much bigger company than sony so that they have more of an op they have more of a chance to put in their titles on game pass and you know all that stuff and ubisoft isn't you know it's it's one stu- it's one publisher whereas sony i think um you know they have all their in-house studios they're not going to want to put their, you know, God of Wars on there initially and everything. And they want to drive up their, you know, games and uh, hopefully push that out. And I, I don't know, just I don't I don't I don't I, I'm, I'm fine. With it. I'm still going to buy my God of War. I'm probably going to get this. Um, I'll probably just get the uh, the extra version because I, I already pay, you know, the basic version. So an extra 10 pounds for 400 P- PS4, PS5 games every three months is not it's not a bad thing. Like that, that's how I see it. Like, you know, or 83 quid a year, you know, that's the thing, right? As well, you could pay 70 quid for a game. And if you can't afford it, just pay just a Christmas, you know, maybe get yourself a nice Christmas present, get yourself a yearly pass. And also by the time you play through your back catalog of games you want to do, maybe those games that have come out, you know, that you didn't want to play, you couldn't afford beforehand have gone onto the game pass store, you know, having that six month grace period. Maybe that's a good way to go about it. Maybe maybe that is something to do, but I'm kind of glad they've just stuck. They haven't created a new subscription service on top of PlayStation Plus. They've just rolled it into one, and I think that's the best way to go about it. Hmm. I'm worried about the huge premium of seventy quid to buy you six months' time for a game that will be basically free to you because you're subscribing anyway. <laughs> I think also, like you know. Another thing is though is that you'd still have to buy, you'd still have to pay the subscription service to play the game anyway. Yeah, like you know, that's gonna be a hundred pounds a year compared to seventy pounds for one game for an extra six months. The way I think about it though, you know, games are discounted about six months later anyway. They could go down by twenty five, thirty quid, forty quid anyway mm. during those sales. So maybe it just balances out because if you discount a game six months later and it's twenty five, thirty quid cheaper, 
It's only going to be about 15, 20 quid more than the actual subscription service is for like a quarter or a year. So I don't know, like, you know, maybe that maybe that's a good way to go about it. But yes, people, um, it's going to be interesting. Nintendo, I definitely Nintendo definitely won't do this. <laughs> I, I, I pretty much I, I if they did, it'd be interesting. Well, uh, they already have the Nintendo 64 and SNES subscription service on Switch, uh, which is expanding um, slowly, very, very slowly. But I don't think they'll have their, um, you know, their latest Nintendo titles or at all on there. No, there won't be day ones for sure, ever. I don't think they'd even have like day 200s <laughs> or something because, you know, even getting Nintendo games now, you know, it's still Nintendo's known for it, you know. Mm. good value games but uh well actually the sales have been a lot better recently but yeah uh going on to the final topic though uh speaking of nintendo's a nice little segue legend of zelda finally got its release window uh breath of the world 2 oh spring spring 2023 Mm. they've they've pushed it back till next year um Basically, it was uh, announced today. There was a 1.5-minute video for Iji Unuma. I hope I pronounced his name correctly. Series producer uh, basically apologized for the delay, uh, basically saying this uh, according to uh, this from IGN, uh, from the uh, Twitter video. In order to make this game's experience something special, the entire development team is continuing to work diligently on this game. So please wait a little while. Long- please wait a while long, a while longer. Uh, but no specific reason was given for the delay. But the thing is, at the end of the day, right, you know, I'm fine with that. I mean, don't get me wrong, I would have loved Breath of the Wild this year, but I think a lot of people are basically jokingly saying, well, that's basically given Elden Ring the Game of the Year title now, because mm. imagine having Elden Ring and Breath of the Wild come out <laughs> the same year. I just feel so, I feel sorry for Horizon so that much. Like, Horizon came out and Breath of the Wild came out at the same time. And, you know, that, and it was just a both amazing games and then horizon came out then elder ring came out weeks later don't get me wrong both games are amazing i'm i don't know if elder, i I'd, I'd love a game to come out that's nowhere near as big as elden ring and beat it for game of the year i'd love that so much because all these all these people basically and you know don't get me wrong elden ring is an amazing game but we're only in march you know there are so many games to come out still this year don't don't I, there could be like there could be a hades there could be a Hades come out, another Hades come out this year that just goes, no, I'm, I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm taking this game of the year title. BS people, uh, I'm just Breath of the Wild. If you go back to uh, one of our previous episodes, Breath of the Wild was very important to me, um, and I'm definitely looking forward to seeing where Breath of the Wild two goes because it seems that we might be in Hyrule still, um, the land of Hyrule from Breath of the Wild, but obviously you know the, we're exploring the Skyward Kingdom now from the looks of it. And it seems that um, Link is tattooed now, and he and he has a um, broken or corrupted version of the Master Sword in one of the videos. So that'll be uh, interesting. I wonder if this game he'll finally speak. That would be uh, that would be interesting, Definitely. especially after Halo this week. You know, a lot of people. That was another thing. People, you know, obviously Halo came out in America, America, America. One more time, uh, because the rest of the world can't have it at the moment. Uh, but it's coming to now tv um later down the line but yes they revealed master chief's face in the first episode of the halo tv series i watched reactions to it online um i'm not gonna lie i'm fine with it uh the narrative for it for it was yeah don't get me wrong i've heard the i've heard there's some issues with the second episode there are nine episodes i believe so i don't know how it's gonna go but i will tell you this the reaction saw it's just violent. It's just violent. I did not. I, it caught. It shocked me. But the Spartans intro, epic. And they definitely, they definitely do some game-related stuff there. An illegal spy agency discovers the theft of a prototype weapon. Derek, codename Confused Llama, and his handler Frank, codename Majestic Vol, investigate the theft. A naive man with fanciful notions. Derek sets out on his inept journey to reclaim the weapon from villainous hands, unaware of the hidden tale following him. Enter the world of Confused Llama, a spy's tale. A short comedic spy thriller available on Amazon in paperback or Kindle. And that was the news, people. That was the news. We are now going to go into the main topic. 
So obviously, as we mentioned before, with adaptations and remakes last week that we were disappointed by, we decided, you know, we'd instead of doing like our favorite or, you know, uh, what we didn't enjoy, we'd think of like, you know, properties that we'd like to see to or like to see turn into video games. This could be get this could be properties that already have video games and, you know, what sort of games we'd like to see made. So, you know, we're not limited to properties that have never had a video game created because there are so many properties that have already had that. But yes, um, I'm just wondering, like, you know, with with the world of like media coming out now nowadays and how many adaptations we're having, I'm definitely interested to see what you guys are offering. So I think we're just going to hop straight into it. Uh, Fergus, do you want to give us your, your first uh, um, property or or do you want to go for your honorable mentions first? Um, so I've gone for things that, are, to my knowledge, have never had a game made. Um, so I guess my first property series would be the Final Empire series, uh, Mistborn. Uh, this is a series by Brandon Sanderson. Um, he's quite famous in fantasy circles. Um, very prolific author, um, but has, yeah, has, has a, the Mistborn series which I don't know if you've uh, read it at all, um, but basically the Dark Lord, Demon Lord of all like fantasy and isekai has won, um, is running the Empire, everyone's sad and slaves and this sort of thing. Uh, so there's a rebellion brewing to take him down and... Um, you in the novel are one of the um uh one of the character rebels trying to take him down what makes this interesting is you have the magic system uh allomancy uh there's a few others as well uh that use the consuming of trace metals for you to do various abilities so like super jump increasing physical abilities um play with people's emotions like this is stuff that could be used just to do fairly typical rpg buffs and actions so i'm thinking action adventure rpg maybe make your own character you become one of the rebels run around doing various missions with the ultimate aim of taking down the dark lord nice uh i know i've I've, I've, I believe I've read some of his books before. That's it. I've read uh, Steelheart and um, Mitosis, uh, the from the Reckoners series. Obviously, you right. know I'm a big superhero fan, so I, I never finished. Um, oh no, sorry. It was uh, I watched Steelheart and f- I read Steelheart and Firefight. I never finished Calam. I never read Calamity though. So it's definitely. I have heard of Brandon Sanderson because we have a few friends um, that I definitely know. Uh, I think it was the Mistborn series he was reading, to be honest. So I'm I'm definitely surprised he doesn't have any um, just even TV on movie properties out there yet because he's done so many different things. Yeah. Um, so oh no, Wikipedia has just informed me that there was a video game in 2012 called Mistborn Birthright. Uh, it's been delayed until 2015, 16. I think it came out eventually in 2007. Oh, it was officially cancelled. Right, okay. <laughs> there was an attempt at a video game uh, that was announced in 2012, but was delayed until 2017 and was eventually cancelled. Um, it was announced a Mistborn crossover with Fortnite. Oh, there might be a crossover with Fortnite imminent. Maybe. Of course, Fortnite. Just <laughs> everything Fortnite. It's just, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. But that's cool. That is awesome. Do you have, do you have any honourable mentions at all? Or uh, is uh, that... Uh... You should see my picks. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Okay, what we'll do is we'll, we'll do the reverse for you then. We'll, we'll save your honourable mentions till last. Yeah. And then we'll go for your, your initial things first. But yes, we will hop over to James now. James, do you want to give us your first one? Yep, yeah, so my first one is going to be Source Code, the film. Okay, okay. And so as, after Death Leap did the whole investigation kind of thing with a, 
uh, whole loop kind of angle. I just feel something like Source Code where it is an actual investigating a crime, but with a, a loop mechanic could work really, really well, where you can start to learn little bits of the crime you're trying to solve each time and get better and better. I think you could. I think there was an indie game fairly recently that basically did this. Um, I can't remember what it was called, but... Um, it's not 12, 12 minutes, is it? Maybe. It takes place singly in a room. You've kind of got a top 12 down. minutes. Yeah, 12 minutes, it. yeah. I need to yeah. play that. What sounds of it? Yeah, it's got uh, James McAvoy, Daisy Ridley and William Dafoe in it. Mm. Oh, but come on, you can be more than You can make it more than just... I, I will check it out. But I think you could do something... The source code was also a bit of an action as well at the time, so well, at least maybe towards the end of it with a chasing. But I think you could probably turn it into a detective slash action, but with more focused story than like Deathloop maybe, maybe had. Um, we are actually really investigating the crime. So rather than taking place in a train and just you know, coming up with ideas on top of my head here, it could be, I don't know, maybe you're in, a, maybe you're in some kind of building and you've got to stop like a bomb threat or something going off. Um, you, you can do so much with that concept, so many different ideas. Heck, it could be a murder mystery whodunit in a mansion and you're trying to work out who it is. I'm just thinking Die Hard with Time Loop. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that would be how many times you want to hear the, uh, the old catchphrase and I mean, I'm not going to say it out loud just in case of copyright. But uh, yeah, no, that, that's, that's pretty awesome, man, to be honest. Uh, so... Source code. I never would have thought of that. It was a good movie as well. It was a good mm. movie. Yeah, and yeah, especially if you end a film where it should have ended. It's a fantastic movie. Which a lot of properties don't do. Uh... <laughs> well, yeah, but you're 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 aware that source code did not end where it should end. It, it there was a bit that carried on afterwards, but it had mm. a perfect was a perfect ending to it about kind of you know, towards the end of the film, and they could just continue it afterwards. It's like, and didn't need to do that. It's not it's mm. not good. But the actual ending is, I, I don't like the source code, but end it where it should have ended it, and it's an amazing film. Cool. Awesome source. Well, I like how you guys went for properties that haven't had video games, because I'm about to, like, you know, technically, you know, it has happened, but, um, well, it definitely has happened, but uh, I'm going to go with Star Trek initially. Now, this is going to be an initial one, because obviously we've had so many Star Trek games for, like, you know, VR and mobile and, like, you know, even the film adaptation games but i'd like a game sort of like um resident evil 2 in the sense of you play as multiple characters so basically um at the start of the game you get to choose the ship you're on so you get to choose the class of ship and uh you get you get to play as three different characters in command in engineering and in medical and i believe and maybe like each campaign section is like i don't know um seven hours long seven eight hours long so it's not not huge amount but it's a good 20 hour game so think like um uh the recent uh quantic uh quantic break quantic dream game uh detroit detroit become human where you play three different characters in this interwoven story sort of thing uh but make it sort of like um an action a game for like the command the commander section or like you know the the security section you, you, and basically just go through this entire game and the interwoven stories between each and also like you know if you're in like this big space battle and you're in the command section of the game, you've got to do all these decisions and then it cuts to the engineering section where they're being ordered to make some adjustments to the ship and it, you know, the narrative just really interweaves like that. And I think that sort of game would be really interesting to have, to be honest. And obviously, you know, you can explore strange new worlds and like all, all the different like open world aspects of that. So yeah, that, that is a, that is my first option. Mm, that'd be good. But yes, yeah, so we, we're going to loop it back around now to Fergus. Uh, Fergus, do you want to give us your next option? Okay. Uh, sticking with the mystery games, um, Angatha Christie uh, has quite a large number of series uh, that could be ripe for turning into historical murder mystery uh, games. Um I think you'd probably want to start with someone like Poirot, because um, you make quite a lot of Sherlock Holmes games who would be different enough. And you've got the added benefit of most of the crimes take place in a self-contained setting. So you could have 
murder mystery crossed with something more akin to a hitman level. So instead of go wandering around murdering people, you're wandering around interviewing people, picking up clues, investigating, putting things together in a log, that sort of thing. Um, so I think if we can get the kids on board, back on board with Poirot, <laughs> I think game mechanically wise, it has a lot of potential, I think. Fergus, hasn't there actually been a recent uh, pro um, adaptation, not just game, but hasn't there actually been a recent adaptation? Uh, yes, Death on the Nile uh, is probably still in cinemas right now, actually, uh, which is a famous Poirot investigation. Interesting. Has uh, a number of famous people in it. Yeah, I see Kenneth Branagh is one of the uh, the lead actors in that. Obviously, it has Army Hammer, Gal Gadot, Annette Benning, Tom Bamer, but obviously, Letitia Wright, obviously, it's the other actors. Um, so... Going on that, though, would this be like Hitman in the sense of, um, like, you know, just one mission or would it be multiple? Because obviously with the Hitman series, there's multiple missions over different locations. So would it be different investigations for each section? Um, It would probably be one investigation per location, but you could be inventive and reuse locations, but you might not be able to reuse characters. Uh, which is something Hitman does very well. Um, so it might have less replayability or higher cost to make, but um, still fun. I mean, does uh, does does Pro have like a Moriarty or something like? Obviously, these sorts of properties, you know, these detectives have like their nemesis sort of thing. I don't know if he does, but it could be a case of like take the very like nemesis element, of, like you know, he could have like a Moriarty, the detective, like the overarching villain. In the in each of the, is connected in each of these and everything, and eventually the final mission is dealing with that, like you know, nemesis. So you could have like different murders, or and you're investigating in these different locations around the world. And I honestly don't think so. I have I've got no memory of um overarching Moriarty like plot. I mean, he just turns up at rich people's house parties, and someone happens to die. And then he's just wow. happens to be the first detective on the scene. I think the joke is that he's actually the serial killer, but <laughs> this could apply to any number of <laughs> Agatha Christie-style detectives, to so be honest. That that would be absolutely hilarious, to be honest. That would be absolutely hilarious. But yeah, no, uh, again, like, you know, people, interesting properties here, interesting properties indeed. We are now going to slide along to James's next one. Uh, James, you want to hit us with your next uh, property? Yeah, sure. So this is probably not a well, let's say, well thought out idea, but uh, so there's a lot of superhero uh, games out there. But I don't think there's a game, correct me if I'm wrong, Nate, but I don't think there's a game based on what is probably my favourite superhero TV show that I've seen in recent years, and that is The Tick. Hmm, that. Okay, um. Right, people. This is this is where you've got to love sometimes. Like, oh, hold on, Fergus is googling it now ahead of time. So I'll keep talking while Fergus Google's in the background. Oh, he's done it. Is the tick Peter Serafinovich? It is. Well, yeah. yeah, I've seen a couple of episodes of this, and I was kind of baffled by it, to be honest. I I I, I just love. I, I I just I'm a sucker for anything comedic, really. To be fair, and I thought it was really good, absurd, kind of like comedic superhero series. It's I find it absolutely hilarious. I love the show, and I would love to see. And we've got fantastic games like you know the Batman Arkham series, and I'd also love the you know the Dark storylines of that. But I would love to see a proper light, just funny superhero game, and I think um, that's where the Tick would be really good. Um, just ramp up, ramp, ramp up the absurdity, ramp up the hilarity, and just have just have fun with it. And no need to be no dark with story or anything. It's just good old fun absurdity. Yeah, no, uh, that is uh, actually quite hilarious. Fun, like it's like the fact that basically, um, when it comes to these properties, it's I don't know. Well, no, I've expected the tick, and yeah, that was like a really hilarious show. And also, a lot of superhero games are serious, so it would be quite funny to have a superhero game that has like a very heavy comedic tone to it, which would be quite funny to be honest. And the question is, though, would we actually find out if the, where the tick is from and if the tick, if the tick is real or not? That's a good point. To be fair, I'm disappointed that they cancelled the show after two seasons because they had set it up for another season at the end of it. So maybe the game should take place directly after the second season and you know, it starts to answer some of the questions it's set up. 
Yeah, no, that would have been abs- that that would have been absolute fair, dude. Yeah, that would uh, be a great point. I know graphic novels and books have done it and everything, and sometimes TV shows have done it from films. So, yeah, uh, the tech people again, not one I expected. I know we've had Earthworm Jim games in the past, but I don't think we've had a tech. And if we did, it was probably like you know way back in the day when it first came out. So, going on to my next one, uh, I'm going to say Scream. Hmm. So, uh, Scream, but in the style of Until Dawn. But uh, you don't know who the killer is in, for the entire game until you get to the end. But it could be a case of that one of the characters you play as has been the killer the entire time. But you've done actions in the game, which has led up to you killing people. You've just not realized it. Interesting. Not, not. I'm still trying to work out how that actually works in my head. So you're doing actions, but so you're you're saying you use a player character as the killer. So yes. So basically, like in stream, you don't really know who the killer is until near the end yeah. of the game, sort of thing. Okay. Yeah. So you have all these characters in the game, in the films, and everything who you don't know who you don't know is the killer, and they do all these things in the game. Sometimes you know these characters interact with the killer. Uh, and obviously, you know, they may get accidentally attacked by Ghostface or whatever. And, you know, they run away from him or they get stabbed or whatever. And it turns out later on that they're an accomplice of him. And it turns out there's more than one Ghostface. So it's a case of like, you know, you could be playing as one character, one part. Because obviously in these games, you play as different okay. characters all the way through. And you could be setting up certain events in certain scenes. But then it turns out later on when you're fighting the villain, uh, it turns out it's a character from a previous chapter you've already played as. But you I don't realise it until you get to the end. Right, okay. I see. So one, so one of the characters that you were playing as is the killer, but you're playing as... Yep, exactly. I get, it, I get it. I think that would be absolutely great to do. Like, and, mm. and you've got to go through the game figuring out like who the killer is. And also, it would be hilarious. Like, Maybe it has a random generator system. So like, there's a pathway system in the game where it, it decides... It predetermines who the killer is at the start. Of, like, maybe there's like five or six different versions of the killer so you have to play through the game and there's different scenarios each time and you don't know who the killer is in through each playthrough that way it adds replayability mm. I, th- I think that'd be really good to be honest but yeah that was a because obviously you know you've got all these um dark anthology games coming out and all these games coming out with it and i, I still need to play the others but I, I still need to watch the new i still need to watch the scream 4 and the latest scream movie i've heard there I've heard the latest one's pretty good. It's quite nostalgia heavy, but I've heard like they're really good, the newer ones. Uh, and I've got a few friends who like it. And I just thought to myself, Ghostface has been in like a, a loads of other properties, but he's never really had his own game. Whereas other like Friday the Thirteenth has had its own game. You know, all these you know Jason. You know, um, you know I don't, I don't think Freddy Krueger has, but yeah, it'd be interested to see. So yeah, that is uh, my next game choice. Let's uh let's swing it back around to Fergus now. Uh, how many more? How many? How many more you got, dude? Uh, I have two more. Um, so my next one is. So, I was thinking, what other famous authors don't have video games, as far as I'm aware? And I came up with Shakespeare, specifically Romeo and Juliet. Um. This is this story's been riffed on pretty heavily, probably in other games, but having an actual historically original setting kind of game could be quite interesting. Now, you could do a range of things with this. Either you turn it into something more of a um, sort of romance visual novel where you have to pick the right choices to end up with Juliet, but obviously. It it could work out. It may not work out. Um, or you could be more. It could be more action adventure. You play as Romeo in this kind of. You've got to wander the streets of. Um, so Venice, I'll say Venice, uh, and you know challenge people to duels and do quests and sort out family issues and get in gang warfare fights and with the aim of you know, with the subplot of Juliet there. Um, so I think it is a pretty healthy property for many more adaptations or like a straight-up proper real adaptation rather than it just being like a side quest or at best, to be honest. Nice. I mean, Romeo and Juliet. Like, I, I know, obviously, you know, we've had tons of different adaptations, like, you know, 
just, just interesting. Like I didn't like James Gunn. We did a movie called Tromeo, Tro- Tromeo and Juliet, or something like something like that. And just all these people doing these all these different adaptations. And um, obviously, we a lot of people have seen the Baz Luhrmann um, modern day adaptation of Romeo and Juliet with Leonardo DiCaprio, um, which was really good to be honest. It was really good. One top ten films, definitely. John Leguizamo is really good in that movie as well. He is really mm. good in that film. Um, but yeah, that's interesting. Like, would it be like sort of a, um, I don't know, Crusader Kings type thing? Or would it be more like just a proper narrative, like heavy dialogue choice? Maybe like Telltale something. Like maybe like a Telltale style game. Yeah, I think it would have to be pretty narrative driven and dialogue driven. But I say you, there's a lot, I get a lot of potential for action because it's, it's gang warfare, so you could have, um, you know, wander around town and get into a brawl with the other side's thugs or what have you. Capulets and Montagues, isn't it? Yes, Capulets and Montagues. So uh, of, my, Eng- my, English st- my English school studying is coming back. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, if you don't know the Romeo and Juliet, st- Romeo and Juliet story from school, you know, like that was pretty much drilled into us in school, to be honest. Yeah. But yeah, no, uh, Rim and Julia, that is an interesting uh, property, people. Again, Fergus is just dropping all these uh, different properties <laughs> there. Just not like, I'm just like, yeah, it's already been a game. Let's just make this one instead. Uh, but yes, uh, we're going to slide back over to James now. Mm. And James, what's your next property, man? He's got a big grin on his face. <laughs> so, yeah, so are we competing for most left field ideas? <laughs> Fuck it, just go for it. So this might be very, very, very UK-centric thing. But in the UK, certainly, there is some well-known greeting cards with penguins on them. Usually uh, comedic kind of uh, penguin kind of um, greeting cards, like funny comics and penguins in different situations. So my idea is have a a point-and-click adventure like in like like the old school kind of like LucasArts games like uh, Discworld or um, Monkey Island. Monkey Island, that's one. Yeah, and and I think it would work really well with the with, with the you know just have like 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 a story set around all these uh, penguins and these uh, funny scenarios and stuff. Nice comedic point and click adventure. Would uh would it have the penguin jokes in there by any chance from the from the, oh, from would, the penguin it, bars? It would have to. It'd be just yeah, full of full of that stuff. Jesus Christ, I had to. <laughs> Would you would you have would you have a certain pingu in there by any chance? Like, <laughs> uh, no. I mean, what, I mean, knowing how games do a lot of Easter eggs, you could probably put an Easter egg or pingu in there, but obviously wouldn't be actually as a character. Maybe, maybe, maybe you have dead pingu. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, penguins. Fuck it. Okay. Yeah, James. I'm I'm waiting for Fergus's next one, but like, I like we've gone from Romeo to Romeo and Juliet to penguins. It's like, honestly, people. Don't expect, do not expect, you know, very typical things when it comes here. I like how you guys are like, you know, Brandon Sanderson, Romeo and Juliet, fucking, you know, penguins. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm just like fucking Star Trek. Uh, like, like, and scream, like, you know, way more popular. But uh, I love what I'm just going to say next, because basically my next one is Van Helsing. Mm. Now, I know Van Helsing... There was the recent TV show which sort of gen- gender bent it. So basically, you know, or gen- gen- it, uh, sorry. I know that recently there was the uh, Van Helsing TV show where it was uh, gender flipped. So basically, Van Helsing was a woman and it was dealing with the vampire uh, war, uh, vampires in society and everything. It was on Netflix. I watched it. And obviously, you had the great, I don't care what people say, I loved the Hugh Jackman Van Helsing film. It was cheesy as hell. I loved how the werewolf lichen ripped through the skin i love the um the crossbow machine gun essentially in that film i thought it was hilarious and how frankenstein wasn't a bad guy uh and i've i've been playing elder ring recently and i completed ghost of tsushima before that and i was thinking what if you created a like i don't know transylvanian style game with van helsing and he, there's different sections there's different like locations of the map owned by different um creatures from you know the monster law like the wolfman and Dra- dracula and frankenstein and you know all these all these territories you have to build you know factions with you know relationships with in the game obviously dracula is the one you're gonna have to kill 
but it sort of takes on like a Shadow of Mordor style approach as well, where basically, you know, you have to go through this in game, you have to build up, you have to kill these people as you go through the game. And Ghost of Tsushima, I loved the combat because there was multiple ways of doing the game. There was stealth, there was aggression. And with Van Helsing, he's obviously known as like, you know, the hunter of monsters. And I thought it'd be really hilarious to do or interested to do this sort of world. Now, the reason I was thinking of Elden Ring is because Elden Ring has such unique creature designs, like so unique. And I was thinking with Van Helsing, it could have a great upgrade system. You're sent by the Vatican, I don't know, at the beginning of the game and you're told to take out these creatures and then you have all your items taken away from you. You've got to build up to be Van Helsing again. And you meet people within the game who uh, help you improve your technology, you know, improve you know, how to defeat these creatures. And obviously, you know, fighting Dracula at the end, you know, you could, I don't know, try and defeat Dracula at the beginning or, you know, and get your ass handed to you or you could build your way up have the cool hat, because I think Van Helsing's always got to have his hat, or her hat. That's the thing as well. Like, you know, with the TV show, Van Helsing doesn't have to be a, a, a man or a woman. You know, it could be whoever we want it to be. You know, that'd be a really interesting take as well. So, yeah, maybe, I don't know, it's, it's, it takes the... Um, I said this one of the previous um, podcasts about Castlevania, how, you know, you're the last remaining uh, character. Maybe you're from the Van Helsing family and your family's been killed by Dracula, and you've got to, you know, kill Dracula. And I just realised Castlevania's a lot like Van Helsing. Why did I just why did I just link to that? I've literally only just linked the fact that Castlevania's a lot like Van Helsing. Jesus. Wow, that it only took me decades to figure out. Uh, but no, I just, I, I don't know. I, th- I think that'd be really interesting to do, to be honest. Mm, it'd be fun. My next one is Watchmen the game i'm not entirely sure how you go about doing this um say more mystery or more i don't know have you uh have you seen the watchman tv show no i've only ever seen the film mate so the watchman tv show takes direct takes place after the comic book version Mm. so in that world they don't use computers or they don't use computers after a certain point because they don't trust technology. Mm. And obviously the squids are still a big thing in that world, because obviously yeah. the squids are in the original comic, the graphic novel. And it deals with, uh, um, it deals with uh, you know, um, investigations, figuring out, like, you know, these, this entire complex story. And there's an entire episode, half of it at least, is in black and white. Mm. And it's, like, it's, it's about, you know, it, there's, a lot of ra- there's, a lot, there's a lot of racial issues in that TV show. And the acting in that show is just it's some of the best i've ever seen in my opinion like it's so good so good uh i don't know if it's on now tv you can watch or just how you can watch online but i highly recommend watching it and there's there is definitely an investigation element there to it and obviously you know the original one was an investigation yeah no i i definitely remember it being very trying to unravel the story but uh, the best way to do that as a maybe you just play everyone's timeline and they all sort of come together at the end and then you get to pick between the characters or you just play as Dr. Manhattan and just lay waste to everything because lols <laughs> who knows who knows but it would be a good property to look into making a game I mean they barely managed to make a film out of it so I don't know how they would they might fare better with a game who knows <laughs> I like the film yeah, I yeah. liked it. Yeah, it was a good film. It was long, but I didn't need the flamethrower sex scene. I thought that was <laughs> weird, Yeah, to be honest. But yeah, The Watchmen are interesting. Now, would it be set in modern day, or would it be like, would you make it like a um, like 60s, 70s style thing? I think so, yeah. Yeah, it would it, 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 it'd be a good time period to do. Um, uh, also, the, the you know, it's not like, well, they reject technology anyway. Ooh. Yes, let's say yes. <laughs> and, and that is a yes, people. That is a <laughs> yes. Well, awesome. Uh, do you have any honourable mentions or was, or are you just going with your, uh, your no, list? I'm tapped out. Well, as I say, Terry Pratchett, more Discworld games could be good. Um, 
I recently found out from looking at the Wikipedia page that uh, he, Terry Pratchett, was involved in several mods for Oblivion and Skyrim. So he was quite involved in the video game world. So I'm surprised there aren't more. I said there was a point and click Discworld game, but there, I don't remember there being that many fairly modern Discworld orientated games, you know. Bit of the mm. 90s. Mm. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Fair enough. Uh, James, are, are you done now? Or are you, I have you one more. more. I've got one final topic. Uh, sorry, one final entry to this topic. Uh, in fact, is a lesser known film called Inception. Okay. I would, I would, I would love to be able to see, like, uh, be able to plan out your own mind heist and then, um, but then, you know, actually undertake it. So you could have like, you could have like maybe like three levels in a game, kind of three, three different, um, separate mind heists. You start off planning it all out, working out, you know, what each of the each of the levels are going to be, and then you kind of like uh, undertake it. I mean, I think. Would have to be, you might have to make the rules of the different levels in the mind uh, a little more, a little easier, a little more simplified. But I think you could make it work really, really well. Um, it'd be really interesting, kind of make you actually really, really think about how you're going to kind of, uh, what, like how you're going to actually delve into and operate in each, each level. So when it comes to Inception, though, would you use the cast from the movie or would you basically do it like you're? Your own sort of like basically take the concept of going within a dream, within a dream, within a dream, and then and I, I think I do. I think do your latter option. I think and make it just your own unique story of unique characters, but set in the same world with the same technology. Hmm. And obviously, you know, it deals with like you know, would obviously time extension would be a big thing in that game. So you know, yeah. it gets longer to go into it. Now, question is though, James, at the end of your game. Would they have gone back into the real world, or would they still be in the Inception world? Yeah, for you, so we'll be trapped in the game forever. Is it is it still a game, or are you in the real world? No, exactly. um, <laughs> but you could you, you you could do all sorts of crazy stuff with it. I don't know, but then maybe do do I, do I want to recycle that twist? Um, I'm not sure. I'd probably try and think of some other kind of twist, but maybe leave, leave it with some other twist, which nice. has some quite similar impacts. Nice. Again, people, you know, James has gone from some interesting takes tonight, from Penguins to Inception. Penception. Let's let's call it Penception for, you know, I, I was going to call it um, Pengception, but that Penception sounds better. Again, people, you got to ramble sometimes, you got to talk through and everything. Or how about Pingception, like Pingu? I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> I don't have any more specifically. I have a, a couple of, uh, well, a few honorable mentions. Um, first is the Avatar series. Um, I think it'd be pretty cool to make like, you know, a um, an Avatar game. You, you, you create it like you're an Avatar. You choose the nation you want to be born into. And you just, you just deal with the events of the game. I think that'd be really awesome to do, to be honest. Um, another one was Lost in Space. So like a family drama, telltale style game where you're trying to figure out how to get to Alpha Centauri or if it is Alpha Centauri. Uh, like in that sort of approach. Uh, the other two which I'm surprised I didn't put up more was uh, The Boys and Invincible. So obviously with The Boys, um, it could be having like an investigation style aspect or, you know, could have like quite um, a, 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 a combat style aspect to it because obviously you're fighting superheroes and taking them down and controlling them and everything but you're dealing with the bigger investigation against uh, Voight I think that'd be pretty interesting or Invincible now I don't know if you guys have seen the Invincible animated show yet no 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 I highly I, James I think you'd really enjoy it Um, it's like eight episodes it's like 40 minutes an episode but um, it's all on Amazon Prime um but basically, that show, that graphic novel, it finished. It felt like because each basically the character each time he gets injured, he gets stronger each time he you know, um, he, every time he fights and everything. So it, it basically it's like his muscles, he's training, he's getting stronger. And as he gets older, he his age slows down, so he gets stronger and young, and he ages less. So it's kind of like a leveling up in a video game. And he fights so many different characters and goes on to so many different worlds. That would be really interesting to see to us. I'm not going to spoil the show, though, because I think you need to watch the show to get a better understanding of it. 
but that is a uh, that is everyone's choices people that is everyone's choice it's been a it's been an interesting selection again you know going through fergus's you know um brandon sanderson to uh agatha christie to you know all these investigations and then james's penguins and my random scream thrown in there for some bloody reason honestly, you know, sometimes, you know, we don't do these shows as long, but it's definitely good to have a good conversation with everything. I hope you guys had a good conversation with it today as well. I think it was, uh, I think it was quite fun. But that is it, people. That is it. Uh, next week, we will be delving into uh, our favorite stories in video games. Uh, what, what are some of the things that we've really enjoyed uh, playing or just watch even just watching in video games like if you play metal gear solid there are sometimes movies within games itself because the cutscenes are that long um but again if you've got any questions or queries feel free to email us at nmipodcast.outlook.com uh, that's nmipodcast.outlook.com uh make sure to maybe drop us uh, your game ideas or from properties that you would have liked um make sure to follow us on twitter and instagram at nmicast as twitter or instagram at nmicast uh please come back next week again as we go into favorite narratives from video games uh favorite stories from video games uh obviously listen to us on spotify itunes and soundcloud uh nmi dash when you need more info that's nmi dash when you need more info and uh, give us give us a rating over there give us a rating over there again i've been your host nate i want to thank ferguson james for joining me today thank you for having me it's good well people make sure you stay safe and i will speak to you next week Stay safe, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye.